Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6, I think, I hope, of Takeaways Podcast with me, Alex, from Alex's Kitchen Story. And me, Emma, from the depths of a pretty strong hangover. Oh, are you hungover? This is the first time I've recorded hungover, so let's see how the brain goes. She's struggling to get her words out. She's struggling already. What were you drinking last night? Wine, many, um, much wine. We were trying to be economical. I met our friend for a drink. We were like, you know, it's so much cheaper if you just buy the bottle and split it. Yeah, it really is. And then obviously a few more glasses after that. Thank God it's the weekend. I've got nowhere to be for like six hours. Easily done. Easily done. Easily done. I am looking forward to being able to have a wine with friends again. You're being very good about that stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I definitely don't miss the day-to-day drinking. I was never like a big midweek drinker, but I miss the the social aspect of drinking. You weren't a big midweek drinker. Yeah, go hard, then go home. Yeah, exactly. Like I just love having drinks with friends (laughs) in a social situation. But it would be a rare occasion that I would crack open a bottle for myself or Sam and I Mm. at home. Like Mm. that would... Never really happen. Interesting. You, I feel like you get into the habit of that. You either do it do you think? every night or you just don't think. Yeah, you don't think to. Yeah. I think I just have an immature relationship with alcohol. <laughs> I'm usually drinking it to get drunk. Not because you've had a stressful <laughs> day at work and just need to take the edge off. You're no, like, I'm going like, to get fucked up. That would never, ever cross my mind if I'd had a stressful day. Really? That's like all I want after a stressful day. It doesn't happen often because my... Thankfully, my job is incredibly unstressful. But if I've had a stressful day, I just... That's what you want. want to crack open a pot right then and there. I'd prefer food. Oh, okay. I see. I used to always think at uni, I wish I could eat to get drunk. Like, that would be my dream. (laughs) If I could just down a bowl of pasta and be drunk, that would be so ideal for me. That is, honestly, I reckon quite a revolution. That has literally never crossed my mind. I think it was because at uni, all the wine we drank tasted so foul. Oh, it was punishing, wasn't it? Fat bird, Sauvignon Blanc. Exactly. Fat bird, like, ooh. And I would, like, struggle to drink it. I'd be, like, blocking my nose while trying to drink it at a BYO. <laughs> like, at that point, are you not, like, maybe choose a different bottle? But no. I would keep going back and back. That was, like, a $7 bottle. We used to put RTDs, which, for anyone who doesn't know, was, like, the term at the time, I don't know if it still is, for like alcohol cans. Ready to drink. Yeah. And you'd pour them into your wine. I assume everyone did this. I really hope everyone did this. <laughs> pour them into your wine to make some sort of cocktail. So foul. I never did that. Didn't you? Are you for real? Fully for real. I'd put like a pulse in there. Like I'd have like a glass of wine with a pulse. Oh, yes, I did do that. Yeah. Oh, there was a name for it. How disgusting is that? There was actually a name what for was it. there? I can't remember. Listeners, if you were feral like us at university and did that mix, please. Please let us know. Please tell us what it was called. So considering you were out last night then, what did you have for dinner? Did you have dinner? Is that the cause of your hangover? Actually, we only really had like a little picky bits dinner. You know how they do those, oh my God, those fried potatoes and aioli. Yeah, yeah. So good. So good. So we had those and then like some nuts and some olives and stuff. So really it it was quite a small dinner. Yeah. You know what? I don't deserve this hangover. It's food-based. It's lack of food-based. It's nothing to do with the volume 
of vino that I drank. <laughs> I'm innocent, judge. Clear <laughs> me of all charges. Judge, give me and you just talk out the back. What's that mean? That meme is so good. It's so funny. I'll find it for meme Mondays. I reckon that's why are you reading out everything I did in front of this room of people? Let's talk out the back at lunch. Just me and you. <laughs> God, I love memes. So relatable. As anyone who is following the pod Instagram can can see, I'm big memer. That's the yuckest thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> memer makes me sound like a gamer. No, no, nothing wrong with gaming. Emma absolutely loves memes. So if you're not memes. following the pod and you love memes, then dial in on a Monday if you'd like to see the best of or the best. Or even if you don't like memes, just, just follow the pod page. Yeah, give it a follow if you like. No pressure. We don't need you. <laughs> We desperately want you. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> so no real dinner. No, not really. You know, when you have like, I had plans to be so productive today and have like a granola breakfast and go to Pilates. And instead I got out of bed at 10.30 and had a korma for breakfast. <laughs> a korma? Was it leftover or did you purpose order it? Oh, Tesco's finest. Was it already in the house though? It was in the house. Okay, okay. I did fine. not. I've tried to, I used to deliver a, you know this, I delivered once three times in a day. So I'm trying to stay <laughs> off the roux. And then I wonder why I've got no money. Stay away from the roux for a while. So I'm trying to have food in the house. That's a good idea. So you thought you'd have a korma? Of all the snacks that I have, I thought the korma was the most appropriate for breakfast. Correct. <laughs> what did you have for dinner? Last night, I well, I was actually considering coming to meet you guys. But um, as oh, you know, I, and as I keep banging on about on this podcast, I'm so tired all the time. I just have no energy. And if I've had a busy week at work, I just honestly crash. I like crawl home from work these days because I always walk to and from work. And people keep telling me, especially my mum, she's like, you need to get public transport home. Like stop walking home. How far is the walk? It's only 25 minutes. So it's not very far, but there and back, you're kind of like nearly an hour. Well, actually, it probably takes me about half an hour these days. I don't think I can do it in 25 minutes anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So mum's always like, you just get the bus home. But then because there's no like direct bus route that's like right outside my work to right outside my home, I always just think Shocking, by, the time, <laughs> by the time I've walked to the bus stop, I could be halfway home, you know? Not quite, but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not meeting you here. No. You, you need to be getting the bus. I'm with Megan on I this. I know. I do. I do. I'm just such an impatient person, as I think I've I, mentioned on here before. I'm yes. so impatient and I hate wasting time. So, like, yeah. if I, the thought of having to, like, sit and wait for the bus when I could be walking home, like, yeah. kills me inside. Yeah. I mean, that's why I cycle everywhere. I'd rather taxi. I honestly think I'd rather taxi. Yeah. Because then it's direct, it's just purpose built for you. Cycling is actually really good. I've never got into it. I prefer to have my feet, two feet on the ground at all times. Not a big skier then. <laughs> I cycle. No, I love skiing. Just, just because it, it is direct. You go, it's the fastest way. And because I'm a 10 minute walk from the station, I just hate, it's similar. I hate, I always cycle to the station because I'm like, that's just such dead time. Yeah, yeah. Walking to the station and then like getting the tube, I usually will just, and also often we're going to, East London, like to Bovar and stuff, and there's not really any direct routes there. So it's like 15 yeah. minutes cycle or like 40 minutes on pub trains. Yeah, see, I would always walk to those places and they're about a half an hour walk for me, but I'd prefer to do that than cycle. I think the helmet's a real blocker for me. I don't want to ride a bike without a helmet, but I don't own a helmet and I don't know what to do with the helmet when I get to my location. That was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for rudely interrupting my helmet. <laughs> to blow your nose on our podcast. 
that helmet jet needed to be interrupted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really boring. <laughs> I, I, I have a helmet and I never wear it, which I know is bad because I'm so used to riding the line bikes and for some reason I think they're a lot safer. They're not. You go faster, but I'm, like, I'm not going to carry a helmet around with me if I don't even have a bike. You know those dog bowls that... They're squash flat. Yes, I have a photos. And then you can pull them out and they're like a portable dog bowl. Collapsible is the That's word you're looking for. That's what they need for. to do. Collapsible. Collapsible dog bowl. They need a, a collapsible helmet that can scrunch up really small and go in your bag. Then I would ride a bike. Until it collapses on your head when you're in a collision. <laughs> Ideally, it has some sort of technology that, <laughs> that can sense the bus. rock hard when it's on your head. Surely. Elon Musk, <laughs> stop worrying about rebranding Twitter. And yeah. keep to work on the collapsible psychic helmet. Like, why is everyone trying to get to the moon and all these planets, you know? Like, we've got a lot of problems to fix right here on Earth, like the collapsible helmet. That's why they're going to the moon. The ultra-rich are <laughs> fucking off to Mars, let's be honest. <laughs> they're leaving us and they're leaving us in their dust. Well, quite honestly, they can, ha- they can have Mars. I reckon that place looks like a shell. It's just you and me and the rover up there. <laughs> Did you watch that show Snowpiercer? No. Oh, it's a it's similar... And I didn't, I only watched a couple of episodes, but similar vein about the world's coming to an end, basically, and the ultra-rich have built this, like, train to keep them safe. It's quite interesting. It's an interesting concept that I... I a train? Yeah. Where's the train got? But I shouldn't have brought this up. You don't know enough about it. <laughs> you know, it. I've got so many questions now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, I'll be Googling that. A train, you reckon? Safety train. <laughs> Sounds promising. It's a train. I, but I won't die on this hill. I'll I'll like I'll I'll nap on this I'll nap on this curb, but I will not die on this hill. Yeah, you know, it's it's sounding remarkably similar to the business model you had last week of selling your skincare to one person and telling them to keep it a secret. <laughs> no, she just gets it first. What did you have for dinner? Did I not say? No, you said you were tired. Oh yeah, I'm so tired. <laughs> I had a spaghetti one pot, so I did another pasta one pot. Um, It actually wasn't too popular on Instagram. Like, it didn't get that many likes or that many views. My last three videos on Instagram have not got many views at all. And I'm starting to wonder if it's Instagram and not me, because I reckon they're great recipes. I couldn't be the problem. (laughs) It couldn't possibly be me. That one you shared last night looked so good. I think I responded to every single one of the stories you you did. It looked so good. It was delicious. I loved it. I was a huge fan of it. I mean, I understand that it was slightly controversial because why you? I was like, I knew the Italians would like absolutely hate it because I was like snapping the pasta in half, putting it in a pot, cooking it in stock. Like that is that's their nightmare, absolute nightmares. But I was like, I put that in the caption. I'm happy to own that. Um, but yeah, anyway, it just didn't get that many views, but it did get views on TikTok. Nice. The TikTokers loved it. And I've been hurled abuse at <laughs> on TikTok. People just absolutely horrified and like I love you say offended. that like a badge of honor. Like <laughs> they hate me out there. I like it when you go viral on TikTok. I know what I'm saying. Remember the Anne Marie video? Like whenever you do go viral, not that I've gone like super, super viral, but whenever I've got loads of views, it's quite an addictive feeling. Like it's so oh, exciting. Yeah. And you like keep checking your numbers, you know, and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. You like almost get addicted to the high from it. It's like, it's a full dopamine rush. Definitely. A thousand percent. hundred percent. So everyone, go join our Instagram. So go follow us on Instagram and go view my pasta. I'm surprised by that because it looks so nice. Cheesy, garlicky, chilli. Yeah. Pasta, like sorry. Yeah, it was just everything in one pot, all those ingredients, big ball of mozzarella. 
Parmesan to finish, delicious. I mean, I loved it. It's like my dream meal, but yeah, probably not for everyone else. Who are you having over for dinner this week? So I realised that I've almost exclusively wanted pop stars for dinner. I don't know why. I'm not like a rabid aficionado of pop music. But um, today not? we've... Maybe I am. I like a lot of all different kinds. I reckon you're quite, you're quite poppy. Like a lot of rap. Quite poppy. Anyway, today we are having... You're coming to this dinner. We are having John Benet Ramsey's brother. Oh my God, I love it. I knew you would. And we are going to grill that motherfucker and he will confess by the end of the dinner. That is genius from you. Can you explain who he is to anyone who doesn't know? So, JonBenet Ramsey was a, I'm sure everyone has heard of her, but she's, for anyone who hasn't, was a child pageant star who was murdered at the age of six, I believe. And they never found the killer. They could never prove beyond reasonable doubt. Her parents were in the house. Her brother was in the house. There was a ransom notice, wasn't there? Like a ransom note, sorry. Like with magazine cutout letters, I think. Oh, really? Oh, that's so creepy. So creepy. Um, And there are theories that someone snuck in the basement window downstairs. But basically the simplest one, and the one that I believe, is that he murdered her. The brother. There's a theory that, yeah, and I would serve him pineapples and milk because apparently he was having that as a midnight snack. The theory is she tried to take some. And he lost his temper and he hit her over the head with a flashlight. Wow. A year before, he'd struck her in the face with a golf club. Sorry. He was a loony like tune. completely by that he murdered her. And I understand right. why the parents covered it up. Like, they didn't want to lose this other child, remaining child. Totally. It's such a fascinating story. I would highly recommend anyone Googling it. I think yeah. there might even be a series or a documentary of sorts on it. Oh, sorry. I lied. I've just Googled it and it was not... A magazine cut out one that was my oh. imagination it was it was very much handwritten too many movies because how did she even get down to the basement that's what's so odd an intruder would surely not be able to go and get her from her bedroom by the parents room and bring her all the way back down was well, she found in the basement yeah i'm pretty sure her body was in the basement oh. they couldn't find her and then they found her down there oh i mean maybe they put her down there the boy did it and they put her down there He's weird too. He's like appeared on numerous talk shows declaring his innocence. Like that's a weird thing for someone he to do. He does protest too much. Yeah. Like you were eight. You're obviously a psycho. I get, yeah. He was obviously a very jealous brother with anger management issues. She was the star. So what are you making him? Pineapple and well, milk. He's having pineapple and milk because that's what the last combo. thing was in Bonet's stomach. So apparently she'd taken his midnight snack. Oh, so you'd do that a bit of a we know. We know. Um, just to torture him a little bit more. Poor kid. Like, he probably just needed to be, like, institutionalized at a young age. Like, why is he still on the street? Still, it's a, it's a, it's a bizarre situation. Like, yeah. not every jealous brother murders his sister. You know? Maybe it's, like, the situation of, y- yeah. You know how, like, two reasons for imprisoning someone are, like, to stop them from re-offending, re-offending and as punishment. And maybe if he's if it's one of those situations where he's not going to reoffend, no, kind of like David Payne, like even if he did do it, he's not going to do it again. Yeah, that's he so was living true. in the most fucked up situation. His dad was abusing his sister. Like, yeah, he's not going to, you know, he's not. He's gonna not re-offend. a threat to society. He's not a threat to society. Paid his dues. Maybe we shouldn't get into that. <laughs> Poor old David. David, I saw him on a date once at La Pochetta. Did you? Oh, he wasn't wearing a jumper. 
to share. He's probably would never wear a jumper ever again. Yeah, literally. But yeah, so who knows? John Day Ramsey's brother probably won't reoffend, but he's still a little creep. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED tour. <laughs> Many incorrect facts. I'm not sure I want to be at the dinner. I'm happy for you to host the dinner. No, and query him, but I'm not sure I want to be in his company. <laughs> like, he's a weirdo. <laughs> Maybe it can be a Zoom call dinner. I don't really want to be in the same room as him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. A virtual dinner. Send him a link. I'll email him after this. Uh, who are you having for dinner? Sorry, having two dinner. Mum always tells whatever I say, oh, I had them for dinner. She goes, oh, what did you have them with? I'm like, shut up. You know I mean have them to dinner, not for I've dinner. I've never heard that. Is that bad grammar English, whatever you call According it? According to to mum, yeah. Well, I'd trust her. I would trust Sarah. To dinner, I am having <laughs> Jessica Alba. Oh, your little doppelganger. My num- oh, I wish. My number one fave girl. I was really struggling yeah. with who to have this week. I feel like I haven't really been across pop culture slash there hasn't been anything that's come to my attention that's been super dramatic this week. So I thought I'd just go back to my mains and have her. I just love her. I read somewhere once that she was worth more than all the Kardashians combined. I don't know if that's still the case because this was a while back. She's amazing. Like the business that she runs is worth an absolute fortune. She's built it from the ground up. Obviously, she had an amazing platform to launch it from. But still, I think she's a phenomenal businesswoman. Like the Nepho babies, not everyone does something with their platform. And she has built Yeah. Biggest business from it, like beauty and brains. But also her platform is her, you know? She hasn't, like, launched off someone else's platform. It was entirely totally. her and all yeah. her hard work. I think she's obviously very, very brilliant and very, very clever, and I think she'd be a great dinner guest. And she comes she to the UK be. most summers, so I'm like, maybe Does you'd she? like to come around. Yeah. What for, Wimby? No, she did, like, a Soho farmhouse trip once. I think that was last year. She bought her kids this year. I think they did go to Wimbledon this year. They often oh do, God. like, a trip to Paris. Yeah, she just does, like, a little Europe visit with her kids. She would be so, like, ethereally beautiful in real life. I know. It's a crying shame that none of her children look exactly the same as her. No, none of them do. They're really cute. They're so sweet. They're really, really cute and, like, great-looking children, but they don't look exactly the same as her, and I always hoped that she would have a little mini-me. I actually think the second one does look like her but she just hasn't got her, her coloring is that the the redhead one yeah yeah she's really cute. honor no yeah no honor's the oldest one haven is the next one haven she does look quite a lot like her but just doesn't have that same coloring jessica's in phenomenal neck too i know that she's girl so is beautiful so toned um what's her what's the go with her husband cash cash warren i think i can't remember what he is was he a writer or a did something in the industry. But yeah, they seem so cute. Really in love. They're three three children. Great marriage by all accounts. He's a film producer. Yeah, great marriage. <laughs> great marriage. We've got the inside scoop, guys. They are blissfully happy. From what I read online, great marriage. They're a couple they're a couple that if they broke up, I'd be like, fuck. Same. I'd be like Hollywood is a screwed up place if they broke up. I mean, I already think it is. But yeah, there are a couple of those like cornerstone couples that you just, if yeah, if anything happened to them. I wonder if they'll be a bit like, if Margot Robbie and her husband will end up being a bit like them because he was a producer too, I think. He's a housemate, eh? Was he? Was he her housemate? And you clap him. Oh, and then they got together. I think, yeah. She doesn't wear a ring. Does she not? Interesting. No, not that I've ever seen. Maybe it's just because I've been seeing her lately on the Barbie, on the pink carpet. I guess 
when you're in the spotlight like that, you can't just wear a random accessory like a wedding ring. Like your whole outfit would be so curated. Surely you would. I wouldn't take mine off. So interesting. Maybe they both just agreed not to wear them. I didn't like the idea behind it, which is fair enough. He seems like a chiller, which I love. Did you see that video of her walking into Sydney Airport and the like paps are going nuts and he just walks off to the side and like goes and hides basically behind other people walking in. And so she gets all the limelight, but she looks over at him and she cracks up laughing because she knows what he's doing. And he just, they're literally walking in side by side and then he just scoots off to the right and just fully oh. ditches her. Oh. And she has to like take the paps head on. It's so funny. Is that because he doesn't want to like... Di- detract from her all because he doesn't like the attention i imagine probably a bit of both just lets her have it it's her thing he knows they want her that's really cute he probably can't stand it himself i know it's really cute and really funny and her clocking what he's doing and laughing is the funniest thing ever i really want to see i love her so much i'm gonna find the video and send it to you it's so good thank you yeah jessica would be a phenomenal guest yeah so having her and i'm gonna make her chicken quesadillas with hot sauce um, I've done a few recipes for them. I did a charred chili and chicken quesadilla once, so I thought maybe I'd do that. But apparently that's her favourite, um, one of her favourite meals is chicken quesadillas. Really spicy. Easy for me to cook too, and I also love quesadillas, so yum. You can practice on me. Okay, sure. Love quesadillas. What are you watching or reading this week? Well, I I finished I finished a book club book. How, please tell everyone how long it took you to finish it. I'd never finished a book club book, and I was really ashamed. And then I woke up on the day of book club and thought, Nah, we've got to do it. So I read it um, that day. The whole book. Yeah, that is wild. To I me. finished it as I was like walking to book club, and I like closed it as I entered the pub. It's like. <laughs> And was it good? Would I enjoy it? Should I have read it? Yes, it was good. I liked the underlying themes. Yeah. It's a strong book. It's it's sort of, it's quite, not scare off male listeners, it's quite feminist. It's quite anti-religion, which I think you'd love. My dad really liked it. He actually messaged me after I spoke about it on the podcast and was like, I think you should read it. You'd really like it. He's a good man. Yeah. It has really good messages that I think you'd like. I found the writing, it could be a little bit obvious, like it sort of told you more than showed you some things, but... Also, the main character is quite, she's unusual. She's she's very direct and blunt. So I wonder if it was like a stylistic choice to right. write and almost this like, it's not like very colorful, flowery, pretty writing. It's quite direct and quite um, oh, okay. plain, which is a little bit like her. So maybe it was because of that. But there were some parts that sort of take you out of it. Like a lot of it is is really important stuff about, you know, women in the workplace and how they get treated. And then the dog can talk. What? It can talk in its head, but it's like a real character and it knows words and it can kind of read and stuff. What the actual? I No, you've lost me. <laughs> it, it takes you out of the story. But this the, the book deals with quite intense themes like, um, you know, sexual assault and, and suicide and death. So maybe they just wanted some, she just wanted some levity and some to to lighten the mood a bit with this talking pooch. But I would definitely recommend it. And in fact, I'm going to force you to read it. Talking pooch. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm going to trust you that it works for the for the book, but it doesn't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I am watching. If you can't remember, I'd really like to talk about what I'm watching. <laughs> Please. Oh, The Summer I Turned Pretty. Oh, actually, I am watching that too. I love that show. So good. Season two? No, no, no. I'm re-watching season one, so it's oh, all fresh in my right. mind. 
Season two is not as good. I will let you know. Are they both based on books or is it the first one's based on a book and then they run with it in the second season? I don't know. I was honestly wondering that last night as I was eating my pasta watching it, thinking I wonder if they've let the writers get away on this one and it's just not as good. Oh, that's a shame. Great series though. Um, So I am watching, finally I've broken away from Big Bang Theory. I know, huge milestone for me. So proud of you. And I'm watching 15 Love, which is a new series on Amazon Prime. So good, like absolutely amazing. It's about a pro tennis player. For some reason, I was about to say cheerleader, then she's not a cheerleader, she's a tennis player. And the, her relationship, complicated relationship with her coach, and basically, like, a, a, you, you sort of question whether or not they actually did get together. And if they did, was it appropriate or inappropriate? And so it goes on. Because of the power dynamic. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, it sort of cuts between present day and her time as a pro tennis player. A phenomenal series. Is I it real? I couldn't recommend it more. No, not not that I'm aware of. It doesn't say on it that it's based on a true story. It's probably based on themes. Yes, definitely. It's an amazing series and the main character is, like, she's so good in it. I just love her in it. She's, like, an unlikable character, but she's doing a really good job of being sort of semi-unlikable. What are you watching it on? Uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. I need to, I'm going to watch that this weekend. I love characters who are like that. Like very often, not to bang on about it, but very often, you know, female characters are are quite one-dimensional. Yeah, so true. And they're usually pretty good, whereas male characters are often more varied and more nuanced. And then, you know, in in Big Little Lies and that character Maddie is like kind of annoying and kind of unlikable, but also great. And you love her and it just shows you can have a character with more depth. Definitely. Or like Rosamund Pike in I Care A Lot. I love her. Yes. I forgot about that movie. That was such a weird movie. But it is really good. <laughs> really, really good. Yeah, I like an unlikable female character. Yeah. It's it's very clever writing when they can do that, pull it off. Like, I feel yeah. really frustrated with this character. And I think mm. you're meant to feel frustrated because I think people around her are feeling really frustrated. Okay. And it's probably because of what she's been through that you feel frustrated with her because her behavior is unstable. That's very good writing. Really, really, really recommend it. I'm loving it. And I'm watching it with Sam. So works for guys and girls. Oh, that's kind of like those um, Drive to Survive and the, was it the golf one? I don't like those. Weren't they quite good for both? Okay. I didn't watch them. So Everyone else did. Yeah. Like loads of girls loved the F1 Drive to Survive. But the noise of the car, near, <laughs> near, I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> when I was biking over to your house this morning, this car, this like motorbike revved behind me and I got such a fright that I jumped around and was like, are you okay? And then a guy driving in front of me threw litter out his window and I cycled past and go, it's bad litter. <laughs> and cycled off as quickly as I could. Tail between your legs. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's so shameless just to throw litter out Disgusting. your window. And I thought it was a cigarette butt, so I was like, okay, but it was actually like a long plastic, like, thing i was like that's disgusting i think it should be illegal to smoke in public <laughs> sidestep wait so you can only smoke in the confines of your own property or in a designated smoking area or your own vehicle have you seen those smoking areas in the airport and it's just like a little glass bar disgusting but you can go for your life in there go for it your life won't be long in there <laughs> yeah no second hand smoke it's like a, it's like a hot box in the back of a little smoke sauna um, but yeah, if you really need to smoke, you should be able to do it. I don't think it should be illegal because I, I believe that would just create a terrible black market for it. So I think you should be able to do it in your own home, in your own garden, in your own car and in designated smoking areas. Most restaurants, workplaces, etc. all have them. But 
I don't want to have to walk down the street and inhale your smoke. And I shouldn't have Interesting. to. Interesting. Okay. And she will die on this hill. I will die on this hill. I don't know where I stand on that. Expect a letter from me, Rishi. And whoever the PM of New Zealand is. Mr. Hipkins. Apparently he's quite young and cool. Yeah, Chris. Do we think cool? I'm not sure. About cool. cool. I don't think any politicians are cool. I say this to my housemate, like, this is a hill I will also die on. There's a reason the world's so fucked. Anyone who looks in the mirror and says, I should run a country, should not run a country. Like, the Prime Minister should be someone who is dragged there kicking and screaming, you know, and it won't be an exercise in personal PR like it has been for some politicians. They should also have to have worked in the real world. Like, they should have had to have mm. had a job outside politics. 100%. Like, and take that job to a reasonably high level, and then you can go and be a politician. That should be 101. Yeah, you need real-life experience. Career politicians, not the one. Not the one. I agree. What would you like to buy this week? I actually don't have anything on the list this week. Wow. Who are you? Heartbreak today. Alex and I went to pick up our new microphones and Argos was shut for a technical issue. So we just stood outside for a while, like really sad and didn't know what to do. <laughs> Their Wi-Fi was down and I actually felt so sorry for the staff because while we sat outside really sad not knowing what to do on our bench, we watched about 50 people go up and try and <laughs> enter Argos and the poor staff member in there had to be like, sorry. We're like, shut. No, we're shut. The Wi-Fi's down. So draining for her. Over and over and everyone like did what we did and we're like, what? What do you yeah. mean? Like, surely not. <laughs> but can't we just grab our stuff? Like, so boring. It's one thing I've noticed here with a big population is like, you know how in New Zealand, if you went to a coffee shop really early and before it had opened, they'd probably just, and they were in there, they'd probably make you a coffee, even if they didn't open until X time. Like, there's sort of, People will let you have exceptions to the rule a lot more in New Zealand. Yeah. Here, I always found it really frustrating. I was like, oh, God, everyone's so, like, rigid. And just if you go to a coffee shop and they're not open and they're not open for another 10 minutes, they'll be like, sorry, we're not open for 10 minutes. They'll basically tell you to get fucked. Yeah. If you need, like, I don't know, some sort of exemption in, in any sort of <laughs> situation, they never do it. When I worked in store, so as part of my job, we always have to do store days in the lead up to Christmas. And whenever I do them, I notice how many people come and want a special exemption on absolutely everything. Like they need help with the machine or they, you know, something doesn't work or they just, they want like every single person wants it. And when you've got like thousands and thousands of people coming through a day, yeah, it actually, you don't have the capacity to do it. And I've, I now feel, I now understand why yeah. they probably get people every single day nonstop asking them to open five minutes earlier for their coffee. 100%. You know, whereas in New Zealand, you'd probably get one a week or a month or whatever, and it wouldn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're special. But I completely agree. And at home, they would make an effort. And like, it's a nice, it's more of a community feel. It's so nice. When I went to, I went to a show when my little sister was here. And I was like, the doors are going to shut. We need to go. And she was like, oh, just, um, you go up and tell them I'm coming. <laughs> like, no, sweet girl. They will tell me to get fucked. You'll be out till halftime. You'll be out till intermission, correct. That actually happened to me where we went to a restaurant and booked the the pre-dinner theatre booking. I won't say which one it is. And I was so annoyed. And then they took so long to seat us, so long to bring us our food. We kept querying it. We only ordered burgers for the exact reason that we were kind of in a rush. Like I'd left an hour and a half for the whole thing, but like by the time we'd sat down, most of that time had gone and then we finally boosted to the theater and they wouldn't let us in for three songs and they split oh. us up because they couldn't get us to our seats fuck what show was that 
I wouldn't recommend it. It was the the Queen show. What's it called? Ah, oh. We Will Rock You. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Okay, so the songs are, are quite important. I know, and I could just hear them through the door. I had my ear pressed up. That's shocking service. That I hope that restaurant gave you your money back. You go there on the singular premise that it's um, was so going to get you to your shop. I know. And they even gave me the option of a pre-theatre booking, which I was like, amazing, that's perfect, that's exactly what I want. And it did not deliver. I wish they'd given you a special exemption. I know. So this week I would like to buy a baby carrier. I keep looking for them. Like, What's you know, that? a front pack that you put the child in. Oh, yeah. What did Sam say? He's going to come into his own yeah. with, the front, with the front pack. Sam reckons he's going to come into his own with the front pack. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah, Sam and I are in a bit of a standoff because I really want, like, quite an expensive brand that looks really cool. Okay. And then he wants, like, just the more, like, practical one, which is less than half the price. And he just can't possibly understand why we would pay over double for my slightly chicer looking one but I don't want a practical one you know I don't want to be the practical mom <laughs> I want to be the cool mom I'm sorry I'm with Sam on this I one I want to be a chic mom no no I'm with Sam I mean the baby's gonna grow out of it in like a couple of months won't it no no you haven't for years and if we have other kids the, that kid will use it oh okay you're winning me over here more yeah it's gonna be a long time and a lot of time with me wearing it it's essentially an accessory to my outfit for the next like five years of my life do you want to tell us how much the nice one is? About 340 pounds. Oh, yeah, doable. Oh, my God, yeah. That's quite expensive. You're going to say like five grand. I know nothing about children. Five grand? <laughs> I don't know, man. If a baby carrier was five grand, I wouldn't be having a baby. Um, No one would. Just the Kardashians. I think you could get the nice one. And I'll I'll, I'll um, message Sam after this. Please do. The show of support. Yeah, so that's what I really want this week. I just I keep like going and looking on the website and seeing if the price has changed. I'm like, surely. When are you going to have a sale? It might go on sale. No, they've never had a sale. I hope, what brand is it? Artie Pope, I think is how it's pronounced. Artie Pope, okay. Artie Pope, sponsor us. We'll stop swearing on the pod. Yeah, we'll stop swearing if you if you give me a baby carry. I never will. <laughs> if that was the terms, I would be putting you to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd be censoring my own self. <laughs> but what you're getting is me uncensored. I know what's coming out of my mouth, as you do. <laughs> oh, we've already had this week one question from the fan. Oh, is this the fan mail section? I love it. Letters from the fans is what I've called it in the agenda, um, but it really should be called a fan because we tend to only get one per week. <laughs> but somebody really wanted to know what happened to your back. I think we must have mentioned it in a previous episode where oh. you're, you were living at home for a while and your mum was feeding you soup. <laughs> yes, I remember it fondly. I had, I had back pain for a couple of years. And then basically I was like, it'll go away, it'll go away. And it didn't. And then I got an MRI and I had like a pretty, I needed back surgery basically because I had a slip disc. Oh, a slip disc. Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was. I think it was that, yeah. Basically it was, my nerve was being compressed. So I had a discectomy and they took out some bone and it was fucking painful. Um, but my surgeon was amazing. My parents were great. They looked after me. And yeah, the symptoms have gone down mostly. Um, I still get a bit of pain. I'm in physio, but like it's, I've got really bad back genes, basically. How long were you in bed for? Bed bound? After the surgery, he was like, yeah, so in sort of six weeks, you should be able to walk a kilometre. 
I think I was on my back for two weeks. It was kind of fun. Like get, people came and visited me and I just hosted them from my bed and just had heaps of wine and like people brought me chocolates. I loved it. That actually sounds like a very you situation. <laughs> it was really nice. My parents there, they'd come in and we called it Emma's room party and they'd come in every night, would have a bottle of wine. <laughs> I ended up having to have a steroid injection as well. Um, massive needle straight to your spine oh. um, to help with inflammation of the scar tissue. But I came back to London, I think, two and a half months after the surgery. Wow. Quite a long time. Yeah, it was. I think I had a bit of a setback with um, with my symptoms, but then um, they cleared it up. Yeah. Uh, back surgery is really risky. Mine's worked out pretty well. Well, there you go, guys. Hopefully that answers the question. Sorry, that was a really long explanation. Should have just said I had back surgery. No, well, I think they wanted to know exactly what went wrong in your back. So that helps. Should have got it checked more than... You know, sooner than um, two years. So dumb. I feel like that's always a reoccurring thing with these kinds of things, though, isn't it? Like, everybody says they just wish they went to the doctor earlier. Anyway, I've got a cute little scar, and I'm all good. Pleased to hear it. What did you learn on social media this week? I learned Vikings. The reason we do a cheers now is because Vikings would smack their tang cards together so that some of each of their drink went into the other one to prove they hadn't poisoned each other as a sign of goodwill. Oh, that's so cool. Isn't it? What a great fact. I absolutely love that. Here you go. Pretty good. What a stressful life to live if you were always out with friends worried they'd poisoned your drink. <laughs> Give us a cheers. No, please. please. Yeah, they're probably all really para. I mean, you can kind of see why all the like royals and medieval times were so paranoid and had food tasters like everyone was out to get them you could just yeah. knock someone off and take the crown like no wonder they all went crazy from paranoia no wonder putin's crazy with paranoia imagine how many people are trying to take him out is that a theory that he's crazy from paranoia it's a fact one of the meetings he had he was at one end of the of the like boardroom table and everyone else was like 15 meters away at the other end because he doesn't let anyone near him he's crazy like he is actually bat shit crazy the sooner somebody can come and knock him out, the better. Like, uh, what is that man still doing kicking around? Apparently he never comes above ground. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I agree. Apparently he's, well, the other theory is that he's got a terminal illness. Yes, I have heard that. And people have said from his, he's got like a waxy complexion and bloating or something. And it, it has made people think that there's some kind of steroid treatment he's on. Must be. And that's why he waged war, because he's he's wants to go out with a bang. He's a very angry man. A very angry, he's almost got small man syndrome. Yeah, he like, does. Chill out. Do you remember one of his press briefings and he like got all these women dressed up as air hostesses, like but very like old school air hostess sort of costume to just all linger around him? Like so weird. Like, what does that achieve? You've literally just waged war on a country. And like you want to be seen to have like some sort of sex appeal from these actresses. Like it's like when he did the topless photo shoot on a horse. Yeah, like he, I actually don't think that's like normal behavior, <laughs> particularly for a world leader. I'd let Justin Trudeau do it, to be fair. He's pretty fine. I'd let yes. Obama do it, but no one wants to see Putin's body. No one wants to see that. It's just so odd. And like, imagine that idea being like, could someone please brief the photographer? <laughs> <laughs> I will ride the horse naked. His highness <laughs> wants to be papped in the nud. So weird. I'd love to get in a room with him. He's my dinner guest for next oh, week. Oh, I would not. You couldn't. I'd poison him. To go. Yeah. If I could, if I could be 
guaranteed that I would do the world a favor by poisoning him. Then I would go to dinner with him. But yeah. otherwise, not yeah. a chance. He'd probably try to cheers me. And I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> I guess we're both going down. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. It'd be worth it. It would be worth it to take him out. You're aside. And now what have you learned? So it's not actually something I learned on social media, but it's something that I learned from you a while back that I've been meaning to raise on here. There is no male word for mistress or for Karen. I think actually I taught you, Karen, and you taught me mistress. <laughs> yeah. There's no word, you know, there's obviously, there, of course, there's a special label for women being assholes, but when men do it, they're just men being men. And mistresses, like, sorry. If I've got a bit on the side, what is he, a master? Yeah. Are you, are you freaking kidding me? Like, absolutely not. I don't want the word mistress to go, but I just want there to be a male version. Like, I think there a needs demeaning to male be version. Yeah, some kind of male version for it. Like, it implies basically that it's always the woman's fault because any man, whether they're sleeping with a married woman or are married themselves, sorry, I don't mean to say married, I mean like in a relationship themselves. It's okay, you're married. That's where your brain goes. It's fine. <laughs> it always blames the woman by calling her the mistress. There's no yeah. shed of blame put upon the man. There should be a name for a, for a cheating man yeah. that isn't just cheating man. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be yeah. a word for it. Like I'd honestly quite like to invent one and have that become part of everybody's vocab. It's the same way that if you... You know, people say, oh, she's a female doctor. She's a female pilot. The yeah. only time they do that for men is male nurse, male stripper. <laughs> That's so true. They don't say he's a male scientist. They'll say she's a female biologist. Like it's Yeah, that's so true. But that one has, I get that more because the women have been on a real journey of like coming into those professions. professions. So I understand that that has come from a place where at some point in time, a female scientist... Women or, were only nurses and strippers. <laughs> at some point in time, a female scientist or pilot would have been very, very rare and therefore it's called out. So, like, yeah. I get that journey. We're obviously not in that place now. It's but a hangover, though. It's, it's 23. 100% a hangover. Completely agree. And I don't think it's appropriate to use it, but I understand it. Whereas the mistress one, there's no good reason why it should only be mistress and not have a male word. Like, I can't think I think of a mistress is. Mistress and master are the, like, miss, like Miss Emiko is short for mistress. Yeah. And master, you know. Is but unmarried man. So an unmarried woman, I suppose, would be the person who was, this is completely theoretical, I don't know if it's true, but, but I guess it's from the fact that the unmarried woman, the mistress, and that's just how it would have, an unmarried man wouldn't be sleeping with a married woman. We haven't used master. But now they do, so we should, I, I agree, we need a better word than master too, it's too authoritative. There's no good reason why it shouldn't have one. And then Karen... I actually feel begrudged by the whole Karen thing because there's no male version and like people sort of try and throw around a male version, but nothing's stuck. And I find it unbelievably typical that there's this full female narrative on a Karen, which is very amusing, don't get me wrong. But how classic is that, that there's not a male version and there is a female? And it's like men aren't out there throwing their toys. Have you met men? It's basically saying that a woman can't complain, but a man can is how I yeah, take it. actually, that's a really good point, a really depressing good point. So like, if a woman complains in a restaurant or a coffee shop, she's a Karen. If a man does it, that's just socially acceptable. He's within his rights. Yeah, within his rights. Yeah. And I find that very, very frustrating. I back that. Thank you. I endorse this message. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your endorsement.
Well, we are out of time, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. But before we go, have you got any takeaways for us? Nope. Right. It's a pleasure recording with you today on Hangover. (laughs) Well, I have one, so I'm going to go for it. It's sort of a hard one to (laughs) describe, so just bear with me. I feel like on social media massively, there's this kind of trend for like self-care, looking after yourself all the time, taking time to rest, blah, 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 all that kind of thing, which I think is really good for type A personalities. But I would argue that most people probably aren't type A and don't need advice to take care of themselves and slow down and chill. And I think often the people who are preaching those messages have really benefited from that themselves. Like they've had a burnout or they've had a career change or they work like as a freelancer and so they have like multiple different streams of revenue and, you know, that's why they're really successful. So it's phenomenal advice for them. But for the everyday person like you and I, I don't think I need to be told to look after myself and slow down and rest. Like I remember hearing that a few years ago and I was like, yes, it's an excellent point. I really need to slow down. But actually that just gets you nowhere, you know? Yeah, I actually do agree. I need, if if anything, I need a a rocket up my ass. And I think most people would probably be more similar to us. So I think that advice should be caveated with take it if you're a type A and if you're anyone else in the world. Don't. Please don't. Get off your ass and go and do something. I think if you're like, if you, yeah, you're right. It's the burnout. It's the people who are anxious or very stressed or like have mental health problems that do need to rest. But for your average bear, probably, in fact, maybe rest less. Yeah, rest less. Go and do something after work. See your mates. Like, be social. (laughs) Work hard. Go to the office. Like, yeah. You say go to the opera. (laughs) Go to the opera. (laughs) If you can. You've got the energy and capacity if if you're in the position if you're in a position that you do you know like yeah make the most of your life i don't think out there. telling people to always stay home and rest to look after themselves Chill. when they're already doing that is the best advice Chill so when you're dead that is my takeaway for today obviously as always please take it with a grain of salt and if you do need to rest please rest and please ignore rest. me entirely <laughs> yeah as with everything we say on this pod take it with a grain of salt big old handful of rock salt <laughs> what are you doing this weekend I am going to France. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, so training out there shortly. Well, actually flying, not training. If you are getting the Stansted Express on your journey, will you be doing that? I'm going to get work, luckily not Stansted, because I okay. absolutely hate Stansted. But you did you fly into Stansted the other day, is it? I flew into Stansted. This is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Literally, and there's a few contenders. I was on the Sunset Express this Sunday, this very Sunday, just been pretty dusty after a hen party in Dublin. Fun. And I toddled off to the bathroom. There's a really hot guy sitting next to me. That's neither here nor there. Basically, be careful because the fucking locks don't work. I was in the bathroom. Anyone who lives in England, you 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 know how they've got the bathrooms at the big round doors and you press a button that opens the door, press a button that shuts it, press yes. a button that locks. I was had my tra- trousers around my ankles, basically. On the toilet. On the toilet. And then I look up. Well, kind of hovering because you'd never sit on those toilets. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. So even more visible. I look up. The door is wide open. And there's an old man there who looks like he's seen a ghost. <laughs> no, you've just seen my vagina. And I was, oh, I was, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, 
jumped up and like ran to the corner of the bathroom and he was like, oh, ah, and he was like <laughs> trying to shut the door and then he couldn't. So he just fucked off and I'm standing there and like in the corner with my pet and then I'm like, oh my God, there's a whole fucking carriage of people out there who can see me. They look shocked too. And then I finally like kind of pull my pants up one hand and then with the other hand I like dart over and push the door shut. And then I stand in the bathroom for five minutes just sweating and thinking like, do I live in this bathroom now? Is this my home? I can never go out there ever again. <laughs> anyway, I wash my hands eventually and like I open the door. First of all, the old guy goes, I didn't see anything, which is only what someone who's seen everything says. And then I didn't know. I like walked down all the carriages stare at me and I go, sorry for the show and walked off and no one laughed, which I arguably is worse than the actual flashing. <laughs> horrific. That is so funny. Sorry for the show. Awful. Awful. As they say, comedy is just tragedy plus time. <laughs> um, and this was a fucking tragedy. That is a it was, real it tragedy. Was, <laughs> it was mortifying. Like, why does this stuff happen to me? Then I go back to the seat and, like, I didn't care about the hot guy. I got on the blower and I had to tell. I had to. I had to share the experience right then and there because I was on my own <laughs> and just sweaty, so sweaty. Get it off the chest. So stressed. Yeah, it is the funniest, funniest, funniest story. Yeah, be careful. But I just imagine the the people in the carriage Don't. just sitting there Don't. looking up and just seeing you, Starkers. Starkers. It was so embarrassing because I was also like kind of in a crouch so like just they were just staring straight at it like it was horrific like I might have been flashing a kid like I don't even know who's out there I'm basically a sex criminal like it was awful the best bit is that the man just walked away and didn't try and rectify his error his his error and I tried because the lock had been green and red and I was like that's weird so I'd press lock like four times and I was just like it must be locked must not be narrator it was not locked spoiler alert it was very much unlocked yeah and then he just he just darted away oh well look you live and you learn did you see him again on the train it's a funny story yeah when I came out he was like oh no no not not during the journey no after the incident no thank god my carriage was like three away see you off but then my whole carriage would have heard me tell the story yeah to my friends they would have on the group chat when the hot guy got up and left he like looked at me and kind of laughed and like gave me away did he cool I'm famous now for all the wrong reasons. Imagine how many different versions of the story are now being told, like the old man, the hot guy, anyone else on your carriage, all the people on the, on the witnessing carriage. So good. Yeah. So um, be careful of the train. I will. Lest you be um, humbled like I was. Thank you uh, for the warning. Well, on that note, time to wrap up. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. As always, if you've got any funny stories, not that anything can ever top that one you just heard, <laughs> um, but if you've got anything you'd like to ask us or any funny stories you'd like to write in, then please do so Do so um, at Takeaways Pod on Instagram or takeawayspodcast at gmail.com. That's correct. Woo, I finally got it right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.